There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. And this is Or Learn Parkour. It's a podcast about ADHD most of the time. (laughs) Some of the time. Occasionally. Generous estimation on my part. But it is technically a podcast about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. But it definitely is always, as you probably have already guessed, podcast by two people with ADHD. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is some smooth jazz you're bringing us yet again. I don't know... It's just the microphone brings out something in me. And yeah. Like radio days just resurface. Yeah, no, you put on the headphones, you put yourself in front of the microphone, and then you're like, Hello, this is JR coming at you on this hot summer night. God, I wish that were me. It's so not hot, and it's not summer, and it's not nighttime. And I wish it was all three of those things. I do too. A girl can dream, I guess. I guess. But it is daytime, and it is cold. Well, it's not as cold as it has been, to be fair, but it is still like in the 40s. It is still in the 40s and there is still snow up to my ass on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Even with the melting, there's still just like (laughs) mountains, like six foot tall mountains all around the city. It's the most snow I've ever seen that you can't do anything with. Do you mean like as compared to like if you've gone to like a ski resort or something? Yeah, or or even like making snowmen in the yard or something. Snow-related sports and games. For some reason, I thought you were going to say crimes. Snow-related crimes. I'm not doing those. Oh, no, never, never. (laughs) Absolutely not. not. Snow-related crimes. I don't even know what that would be. What is snow? I don't even know what you could do with an icicle. Like, they melt, you you know? Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, that would actually be a pretty tight uh, weapon, you know, (laughs) icicle. (laughs) Really? Huh. I never thought of that. Hey, um, FBI, it's me, a narc. <laughs> I got something to report. <laughs> Just is, kidding. I would never do that. I was going to say, speaking of things that are not true, you're not a narc. <clears throat> no, absolutely not. Thinking. Snitches get f***ing stitches. You heard it here. Not first, but definitely not the last time. Yeah, no, not first, not last. You just, you did hear it. You did hear it. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? Not crimes. But no, there's... Uh, hello? Not crimes! <laughs> Not crimes! Not crimes! Not crimes. Not grimes? Also not grimes. Nobody (laughs) needs any more of that energy. Yeah. 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 We are, uh, some people might consider what we're talking about today criminal in that it causes some suffering for some people. There is blood involved. There is blood involved. That's true. Oh, yeah. Big, big, big TW today for blood and guts and stuff because we are talking about... Menstruation. Why did you say it like a Muppet sex ed? Menstruation. Menstruation. No. no. Menstruation. Menstruation. Okay, now you sound like a gargoyle. Menstruation. Menstruation. Menstrual cycles. Menstation. Menzies. Menzies. Are those like onesies for men? Sure. So we are talking about periods today. Yes, we are. We are talking about ADHD and periods, to be specific. How ADHD... 
We can't, oh. probably can't do much more of that music because it's copyright. Oh, no, I was going with the like, like the like play it out sort of music. Right, 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 right. Uh, I went straight, straight Mario on that. Yeah, one. Nintendo, please don't hurt us. Nintendo. Nintendo, please. I have plenty of bicycles. Nintendo, Nintendo please. <laughs> Nintendo, I have, I have a cat. She needs me. Nintendo. Nintendo! No, no, God, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Cool. I'm Jordan, and this is Orlando Parkour. Are you done now? Is that your way of just signing off the podcast? No, that you're was my way of starting the podcast as a Starting it over? Host, oh. Because you're dead now. Oh, wow, you're not even like a eulogy, not even like, you just jump right back into it. I mean, you know, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. The show must go on. I thought it's what you want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got you got me there. Um, yeah, no, we are both people who menstruate and have ADHD, and it can severely f- you up it when severely. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. Tight, hype, sweet, sweet, sick, sick, buddy. Um, <laughs> sorry, go on. Yeah, okay, so, like, as two people who both menstruate and have ADHD, we know, uh, in our own personal experience, and I guess I'll speak just to my experience, but I know that Jordan can relate to this as well, when the two things mix together sometimes, it's, um, aka, like, whenever I'm on my period, Yeah. uh, my ADHD impacts that whole situation in my pants a little bit. It's bad news bears. A lot of it. And it can be rough. It can be tough. It can be sometimes not enough. Um, Yeah. In my defense, I just got home from work and I was like, all right, let's put up the blanket fort and let's go. Let's do a podcast about periods. Come on. That's what we're doing. No, it's great. So um, please keep this energy coming. Sure. I'm very into it. Okay. I feel like you're bringing a lot to the table and I appreciate you. I just want you to know that. Bring a lot to the little, the footstool. Yes. That the mic sits on. Yep. While we record. Yes, it is. It's a very cute footstool. Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. It has a little box. It does. Like, Jordan does <laughs> not hide weed in there. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, like, Jordan. And I was like, whoa, no. Yikes. That's some projection there, bud, I think. Because <laughs> I was just like, Jordan, nope, Jordan doesn't use it to hide drugs. I, I don't. But do you hide icicles? Well, we can open it and see afterwards, but I don't think there's going to be anything in there. Okay. Well, now you're now I'm now I'm the one who's probably going to have to host this alone because Jordan will probably be arrested soon if, uh, because she's a serial killer. So um, I am a serial killer. Put down some special K the other day. Sick, buddy. Thanks, buddy. What kind of special K? It was like a brown sugar protein crunch situation. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, it was really good. I don't like cereal that has chopped nuts in it. Okay. So I got that one instead. That's... A lot of the other ones have like almonds. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I like the special K with the dried strawberries. Those are pretty good. Those Solid. are pretty tight. But my cereal, as you know, mm-hmm. and now the rest of the world will know, is just peanut butter chocolate Cheerios because it tastes like peanut butter crunch. Uh, or Reese's Puffs, you know, mm-hmm. like peanut buttery, but mm-hmm. not actually like peanut butter. Because mm-hmm. I hate peanut butter and I hate peanuts. But peanut butter flavored candy type things, that's different. Doesn't include actual Reese's Cups. Yeah. But So I love Reese's Puffs, but they are a little unhealthy. And so I've been trying to substitute things that are not healthy, but not quite as unhealthy. So go. I switched it with peanut butter chocolate Cheerios and they're pretty good. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Now I know what we're doing after this. Cereal! Dope. I don't know why I said that, like, the... Like a wrestling announcer? 
um, I want to say like, is it Eustace? I think it's Eustace from Courage's Cowardly Dog, but I can't remember. I don't think that's how he talks, but I feel like I just sounded like a cartoon character old man. I hear, <gasps> I hear it. Yeah, get the yeah, kids! Yeah. You darn kids! Get off my lawn! Back in my day, uh, we had to walk uphill school both ways. Yeah. <clears throat> <coughs> Coughs included. You're welcome. This is a really authentic experience. Anyways, if you just heard that smacking noise, Ned has joined us in the studio uh, because we were doing something that is not giving him attention. And he definitely just used his fat, flat, pancake, cat ass to push a spot open where he could lay. And it did indeed hit Jordan's cup. It did. Yep. Oh, now he's rolling on his back so we can see how soft his tummy is. I know, bud. I know. Oh, excuse you. A little burp. You do a little burp? Oh, oh, ow, 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 ow. (laughs) Just latched on with his back claws. Why are you like this, bud? Well, time stops for no cap, so what do we want to say about periods? Well, so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Jordan, I believe, has some education station curriculum for us. I sure do. And then I've got some school hard knocks curriculum for you. This is true. So Basically, uh, Jordan's doing the science, I'm doing the, I don't know, the tips, tricks... I don't know. So I guess yeah. Jordan's doing the sweet flips. We can collab on the sweet flips. Cool. Hell so yeah. you're doing tips. I'm doing tricks. I thought you were doing tricks, tips, and we were both doing sweet flips. But then what are you doing? Because that's all we got is tips, tricks, and sweet flips. That's all I thought I was doing science. I'm so lost. I know you are doing science, but right. like of the tips, tricks, and sweet flips, where does that fall in? And that's why I was like, sweet flips uh, is probably, you know, science. Yes. Like Bill and I, you know, I bet Bill and I and Tony Hawk would, you know, shred together. I would actually, can you, would love to, uh, can you do that, Tony uh, Hawk, Mr. sir? Hawk Mr. Nye, have your people get in contact with our people, please. I am begging you. Yeah, I mean, or just, like, get in touch with each other's people. Yeah. You don't need to involve us if, you know, I get it. We're pretty new to the A-list scene. (laughs) (laughs) We have, we do have our own sweet flips we can bring to the table, but... But not as sweet as their flips. Yeah, that's the OG sweet flips. Those are the sweetest of flips. Yeah, let's honor them. Yeah. And do some science learning. All right, let me uh, put on my metaphorical bow tie here, uh, do a little bit of science, and uh, let's head on over to the menstruation education station. Menstruation? The men- menstruate- menstation? Menstruation? Menstruation station. Menstruation education station. No, it's just the menstruation station no, now. it's the menstruation education station. That is not good for rolling off the tongue. It's not as easy to say. We need to We need to make it sweeter. We need to make it shorter. Menstruation? Okay, well, now that's just nonsense. Your face is nonsense. Yeah, and? Fair enough. So, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little quick overview of how periods work. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what specifically that has to do with ADHD and how the period hormones and the brain chemicals do their little do-si-do to make your life help. Generally speaking, the menstrual cycle, which is on average 28 days from the start of your first period to the start of your next one, is divided into two parts. You have the follicular stage and the Lute, lute, lute. Do you want me to look? Uh, Do you want me to give it a go? Want me to give it a college try? Luten. Lutinizing? Yeah. Lutinin? Yeah. Lutinizing. Lutinizing? 
Lutenizing. Lutenizing. Hey, science people who are better at big words than us, hit us up and tell us how we were wrong, because I'm sure we were. But they do things. Menstrual cycle happens. Just want to add real quick that we're talking about sort of the negative impacts that menstruation has on an a- the ADHD brain. If you're not someone who menstruates and you are someone who wishes that you menstruated, we're not trying to like shit on your game. You know, we're not trying to shit on your life and your opinions and choices. Like we both just are definitely coming up from a perspective of really hating <laughs> that we menstruate. And I know that that's not how everyone feels. I know a lot of people can find menstruation, like, empowering. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own kind of relationship to Mm -hmm. that cycle and Mm -hmm. what it means for your body. Yeah. And wherever you are on that range of experience, I hope this has some good information for you to uh, use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at the very least, you can kind of hear about how this might affect people in your life who menstruate and have ADHD. Yeah. So, you know, maybe look at it from that perspective. But also, I just did want to recognize that we are coming from not necessarily a limited perspective, but like we are coming from one corner yeah. of the menstrual opinion world. Yep. That's so. just... Just our experience. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess we say that every episode, or, like, we we try to. We usually forget, actually. I realized when I was listening back, uh, we don't say that we're not doctors or medical professionals or therapists every episode, but we should. And yeah. I just want to say right now, if you couldn't tell from how bad we are reading the science words, we are none of those things. We're just two people who menstruate. And also have ADHD. We sure are. We sure are. I did I did find a Google for our words, Ooh. though. So, yeah. your period. Y- yeah. Yeah. Your exclamation point. <laughs> your comma. Your colon. And we're back. Okay. And we're back. Okay. No. So, the two main parts of the menstruation cycle are the follicular phase and the luteal phase. And in the follicular phase... Uh, which is the time between the first day of your period and when an egg is uh, released. Okay. That is the follicular phase. And then your egg just kind of pops right on out there from your, uh, yep, just like that. And then the time between ovulation, when your egg, and before the actual menstruation starts when your body is getting rid of the uterine lining it built up to support that egg if it was gonna get fertilized. That is the luteal phase and that is when progesterone peaks uh, and you have more of that in your system versus the follicular phase which is when you have more estrogen in your system. Typically, typically. typically yeah. This is definitely another caveat is that people who menstruate it's different for yeah. everybody so Again, we are coming from a pretty limited perspective here, Mm -hmm. but... However, whatever your levels are, your estrogen levels tend to rise Mm -hmm. during follicular phase when you're... I didn't pay attention in in health class in high school. Your uterus? Your fallopian tubes? Fallopian tubes. Yeah, the fallopian tubes are where the eggs come from. Yes. The ovaries. Yes. Like, fallopian tubes to the ovaries. Ovaries have eggies. Yeah. They release the egg. Yeah. Then the egg doesn't attach to the uterine wall or anything doesn't stay in there, doesn't Mm -hmm. bake, because, you know, there's no sperm in there to make it a baby. Mm -hmm. And so it leaves in a gushing ceremony of hatred and pain. Yeah. Yeah. So that's essentially how a period works. Yeah. Once a month, if you have a uterus that is still in this sort of time of your life when this happens... Once a month, roughly, your uterus is like, hey, it's time to have a baby. And you are like, no. Yeah. 
And then your uterus is like, oh, okay, f*** you. And then proceeds to make your life hell for like a week or longer or shorter, depending. But basically, it's your body saying, hey, do you want to have a baby? Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't have the things to have a baby? Well, you can go f*** yourself. Here's some pain and uh, some light simulations of childbirth as we release this egg and um, f*** you. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I yield my time, f*** you. That's what your uterus (laughs) says at the end. Pretty much. And then you are back in the follicular phase. So a lot of the way that ADHD interacts with your period cycle has to do with the chemicals in your brain. has to do with estrogen and progesterone. Progesterone? Progesterone. I got you pay attention in so many classes. It's cool. I didn't take courses on menstruation or anything. I did. You did. I did do that. I'm so glad you're here for this because I'm just... uh... Grad school was so stereotypically grad school for me. Like, I was like, I'm in grad school. I'm going to take a seminar class concentration thing on the menstrual cycle. That's so wonderful. It was Um, pretty cool. It was was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Learned a lot. Yeah. But also I'm very passionate about accessibility and menstruation now. So I'm just going to lock that down (laughs) and keep it just keep it locked up tight. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Maybe. I, we don't I know need how to. the system works because I, I do it every month. Yeah. My body does this thing, but I am bad at pronouncing words. Oh, yeah. Generally speaking. And yeah, especially words that I have not really heard out loud before. I think you're doing amazing, Sweaty. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, sorry. Really going to derail everything, but Jordan did cut their bangs at 1 a.m., like last week so thank you for building up my credibility here i just realized that i was looking at you and i was like oh jordan's bangs look really cute today oh, thanks. and then i was like oh our audience and friends at home don't know that jordan <laughs> jordan wasn't having a breakdown or anything but did all the things that people who have breakdowns at 1 a.m do and did I- chop her bangs. I was my I well, okay. I wasn't having the 1 a.m. on Valentine's Day in my mid-20s in the bathroom with a pair of hair shears breakdown you would expect. It was a completely different breakdown. Yeah. It was a completely different breakdown. But I'm fine. I'm great. I have bangs now. <laughs> I got bangs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally related to this episode. Sorry. No, 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 no. You look so pretty. Yeah. yeah. But Jordan got Bangs. Yes, I did. They got bangs. I did. I did. Thank <laughs> you for that. Um, it's okay. We, uh, this time last year, I shaved my head, so. That's true. Like, and it also looked very cute. Thank you. So I had a buzz cut. That's just being in your 20s in Chicago and in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Keep telling me about the hormones uh, and yes. brain chemicals. Yes. And how they interact with the other hormones and brain chemicals that are already there all the time. Yes. So, in summary, this is a very basic understanding. Obviously, everyone's bodies are a little bit different, but generally speaking, in the follicular phase, your estrogen levels in your body raise, your body produces more of that. And then in the luteal phase, those levels dip, your body makes more progesterone, and the reason that affects your ADHD and can affect other mental health situations going on is because those hormones interact with other chemicals in your brain. Imagine that. You're throwing chemicals around in a pot in your head and they mess with each other. More specifically, estrogen promotes the release of serotonin and dopamine. And we know how important those are 
to ADHD. However, when the progesterone kicks up and the estrogen falls back, obviously you are not getting the serotonin and dopamine release that you would, which, as we know, ADHD brains generally are lacking dopamine. That's kind of the whole dealio. Yeah. They've actually done some research on this, a lot of different scientists, and a lot of studies suggest that the first two weeks of your cycle can go more smoothly for people with ADHD who menstruate, um, and a lot of people see a worsening of their symptoms and less effective medications in that luteal phase. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So Very fun. Very, very fresh. Yeah. Very sexy. Love that. Extremely sexy, though. There have been some studies on this, like I said. However, the reason that there aren't more studies about, you know, how the way your brain exists for, like, half of your life between the ages of, like, you know, 12 and 50 or whatever doesn't work with the most prescribed medications for this condition uh, is because most studies consider the monthly fluctuations in your sex hormones just an annoying part of a study that you have to control for. So nobody, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or they just say, that sounds like too much work. We're just going to test this on people who don't menstruate. Thank you, science. It's you've great. really, you've really come through. It's, Again, you've really risen to the occasion. It's great. It's great. So in summary, despite all of the big fancy words that I tried and failed to say, the general overview is that during the first two weeks of your period, your brain makes more estrogen and thus more serotonin and dopamine. Mm -hmm. When those estrogen levels fall, your dopamine falls with it. So a lot of studies and a lot of first-hand observation from people who menstruate note that the first two weeks of their menstrual cycle are better, are easier to manage, have less ADHD symptoms or more Mm. effective medication. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people report and a lot of studies show that your second two weeks there, when you have less estrogen in your system, that makes ADHD harder Mm -hmm. because you don't have the dopamine you need. And your medications don't work as well because there's not as much uh, juice to work with. Tight. Yeah. Cool. Love that. This is super fun. It's great. Super great. It's great. Uh, I'm having an awesome time yeah. here on this planet. Yeah. And it is worth noting, I do want to say before we continue to spiral, there are other things that can cause changes in estrogen. What? Yes. What? I know. Wild, right? Something. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I mean, well, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but just just to highlight some of those so that if you or someone you know might be going through something like this, you can expect uh, that the way that you deal with your ADHD might change. You are a young person who is going through puberty and might start menstruating soon. If you've already been treated for your ADHD, what? Uh, just if you're that young and you're listening to our podcast, stop. Oh, God. I don't want um, your parents to be mad at us. <laughs> Please stop. We, Please. We can't condone your behavior. We can't control it either. But anyway. I, I can gently encourage you to not listen to the podcast where I talk about how cool shrooms are. So like. Uh, don't do drugs. Stay in school. Um, don't be an arc. Yeah, no. Do, okay. Forget everything else. Everything <laughs> Jordan said is garbage except that. Snitches get stitches. But also stay in school and stay like, school. you know take care of yourself yeah, and yeah. be nice to people. Yeah. I know that you're in a time of your life developmentally where literally you are more focused on like, literally teenagers and adolescent like adolescent humans are more self-centered. Mm-hmm. They are. But it makes sense because you're at a developmental age where you need to be more self-focused. 
there's a lot of self to figure out. That makes perfect sense. Yes. However, try having some empathy. Give it a taste. It'll be much easier later in your life, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But but Mm -hmm. do give that a try. That's my other... Hey, this doesn't matter. This is nothing. Okay, so tell me more about menstruation. And also, if you're that young, please... Please don't listen to this podcast. Or if you do, don't tell your parents. I don't know. Yeah. If somebody that you know and or love will be going through puberty and starting to menstruate, and you have already been diagnosed and started treatment for ADHD, starting your period is going to probably change the way that you have to be treated. Because it changes the way your meds work, changes the way that your body processes medication. Everything everything changes. So much happens. It's almost like there's, you know, multiple cross-cultural ceremonies and signifiers and Mm -hmm. rituals surrounding just the very act of menstruation. I shouldn't say act. Event? (sighs) The dawning of menstruation. Yeah, no, the beginning of menstruation is Mm cross-culturally a big f***ing deal. Mm -hmm. One of those celebrations might be going to your psychiatrist and getting your meds adjusted. Yeah, yes, that could very well be a part of it. And on the flip side, you're also going to see changes in your estrogen levels if you are a person who menstruates and also ages, which I think is probably most people who menstruate. If you don't, share. Give. Give me the immortality. Yeah, no, that's fair. Give uh, me. All that to say, later in your life, going through peri or postmenopause will drop your estrogen levels. So people who menstruate who may not have even shown symptoms before often start showing some symptoms of ADHD, uh, like lack of attention and difficulty with organization and difficulty with their short-term memory. Um, and whether you've been diagnosed or not, uh, a lot of people see those symptoms as your body changes yet again because we cannot chill that's something to watch out for and that you know means by extension that if you already have adhd then that can be compounded that can also affect you if you are diagnosed with adhd and doing any sort of hormone replacement therapy or transitioning that's something to watch out for because it not only changes the chemicals in your brain that are causing adhd in the first place to behave differently um, but it changes the way you metabolize your medication Mm -hmm. so it will change the way that you have to take care of those symptoms yeah yeah yes yeah so it really does boil down to please talk to the person who cares for you yeah whether that's a pcp or a doctor or Mm -hmm. psych Mm -hmm. whomever yeah and i mean that's a caveat that's worth noting for like anybody with a mood disorder yeah no i'm just like yeah if you have hormones which we all do have hormones Mm -hmm of varying types and Mm -hmm. whatnot uh and if you also have or if you have any sort of neurodivergence mood disorder like jordan said Mm -hmm. just like keep an eye on it yeah just uh get that checked out if you can i recognize that that's a not a privilege that everyone Mm -hmm. has access to right Mm -hmm. okay side note ridiculous that it's a privilege but i recognize that in our society which is a society It is a privilege to be able to even medicate anything ever. But if you are a person who fits all of those labels and has access to that Mm -hmm. information, take it. Yes. Oh, and whether whether or not you have access to that, I guess one other important thing we want to say is you're not alone 
in experiencing that. I was so relieved when I found out that there's like a scientific reason mm, for your why period just my really brain you just over. got worse. Yeah. I was like, ADHD makes me bad at everything. How am I now getting worse at ADHD? This is terrible. But I'm so sorry. That's it's okay. It's okay. Like now, now I know. Mm-hmm, now I understand, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes me feel better to know that there's a reason. Yeah. It makes me feel better to know that. Not that I want anyone else to go through this, but it makes me feel better to know that that's you know commonly yeah. reported. Yeah, and I think also just the power in knowledge itself mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. huge. Like I know for me, a lot of my symptoms and behaviors and other types mm-hmm. of things that are pretty directly caused or correlated with my ADHD and menstruation specifically, like mm-hmm. just knowing that that's what's happening yeah. helps to mitigate those symptoms so much. Yeah, that's so, so real. Good point on whether you have access to medical care specifically mm-hmm. for any of the above things. Mm-hmm. Or not. Yeah. This could, you know, yeah. could be helpful. Well, and that's what, like, when I was reading about this, when I was researching this episode, there was a lot of advice, and you are going to talk more about that shortly. But just I be- sure am! <laughs> you sure are. I sure am. You absolutely are. And I'm going to hand it over to you in just a second. But the one last thing I wanted to say to... Okay. All right. <laughs> To, to wrap that thought up is when I was looking into this and reading other people's recommendations, like the number one thing that other people recommended to deal with their ADHD getting worse on their period or around their period is like, know that it's going to happen and forgive yourself and say it's okay mm-hmm. that it's not going to be your best week. So yeah. now you know. If you, if you didn't know, now you know. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Lex, so that people can know even more. Sure. Okay. So I was tasked for this episode with compiling a list of sorts of tips, tricks, and maybe sweet flips to help mitigate the crossover of symptoms and behaviors and habits and things that all, yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these are really just common sense. A lot of stuff that I found on the internet is was either stuff that I'd already been doing or things that like a lot of advice can be uh, is just like either inaccessible or it's advice that's like, just do it. And you're like, okay, listen, listen, you freaking neurotypical. I need different advice. Okay. I need something a little bit more detailed. Um, have you tried doing yoga? Okay. Listen, actually though, there are some really good yoga poses if you're dealing with cramps. Oh no, it's so, true. It's true. But like, yeah, no, one that's the, sort of catch-all solution of like have you tried like mindfulness i'm like okay all right just make your adhd and your period go away yeah yeah Mm -hmm. cool you good so good jordan just went to a place and i do not want to follow them there so don't follow me there let's turn this car around and you can take us to these uh, tips tricks and sweet flips okay sure and like i said a list of sorts because i didn't make an actual list this is just kind of off the dome what i remember from looking it up you know <laughs> Hell yeah. looking things up why would i write a list down it's a podcast baby this is fast <laughs> and loose so uh number one thing that i think is important is just to reiterate what Jordan said, which is that knowledge of this combo, this Mm -hmm. like one-two punch that's going to hit you in the uterus and in the brain at the same time, knowledge of it happening is so, so helpful Mm -hmm. as is. Mm -hmm. I know that for me, and I know for a lot of other people as well, but specifically in my experience, when my hormones get all funky because of my menstrual cycle, and then also when I'm experiencing like some RSD, some rejection-sensitive dysphoria, or emotional dysregulation, it's like a million times worse because I Mm -hmm. also PM 
PMS. I have mm-hmm. uh, PMS, which is premenstrual syndrome, but mm-hmm. also it's not necessarily pre. It can be during and after and any point during your cycle. But mm-hmm. when that overlaps with any sort of situation where an interaction doesn't go 100% how I imagined it would or wanted it to go, then I sink to some depths. And just knowing that I am going to be feeling extra sensitive and extra reactionary Mm -hmm. is so helpful. And so to that end, one of the easiest ways to know, right, and keep track of this is to keep track of it. And I know Mm -hmm. that that's already, you know, you're like, well, now you sound like a neurotypical asshole. But there are so many different apps for any sort of phone, Android or iPhone, just any smartphone. There's apps to track your cycle. Mm -hmm. If you're not a tech type of person, you can use a journal, you can write it down on sticky notes. Even if you just track the days that your period is happening versus when it's not happening, you can kind of figure out the rest of the cycle from there. But it really, really is helpful to keep track of when that's coming Mm -hmm. so that, A, you're not surprised and not waking up to like bloody sheets in the morning or something. Which, like, we all do that even when, yeah. like, I, I track things and that still happens to me. I'm, like, almost 28 years old and I still, like, wake up with bloody sheets every once in a while. Like, it's normal and it sucks. Like, but, like, soak the fabric in yeah. cold water and then throw it in the wash. Yeah. It'll be Club okay. soda if it's really bad. Yes. Yeah. Do you use an app? So, I don't use an app mm-hmm. because I have a lot of different apps on my phone and I forget about them. That's fair. I have, like, a notepad that has, like, scheduling stuff on it mm-hmm. and... And I use that when I'm at work. Nice. Because work is the productive place now. Yeah. So, and home is this, the Nintendo Switch place now because I got a <laughs> Nintendo Switch for my birthday. And it, it was, was actually the tight. first time I've seen Alexa since she's gotten it. That's not true. That's but. completely false, <laughs> but, like, the sentiment is correct, though. The generalization is correct, and I apologize, but also not, I don't, don't apologize, because I've been for you. blissed um, out with <laughs> Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild for, like, a week now, and it's just, oh, whew, it's wonderful. I just ordered a skin for it. It's really Ooh. cute. It's, like, retro. It's that retro one I sent you with, like, the orange and yellow and blue. Oh, and like that one? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and then I ordered an extra set of the Joy-Con and controller skin oh, nice. so that I can get a second set and then, like, it all match. And I just got a case for it today nice. and some screen protectors and, ugh. Anyways, this is irrelevant. It's your little mini dopamine trampoline. In case this is you were having what... a little craving and you couldn't make it all the way to the full one. Yeah, no, and that's not even what I'm talking about. <laughs> which, like, when I was thinking about DTs this week, I was like, I probably should talk about, like, Breath of the Wild because I've played uh, at least five hours a day, I would say, mm-hmm. since I got my Switch, which is... For me, normally, probably not great, but we are in a pandemic, and what else am I going to do? Yeah. Besides making this horrible, horrible podcast. You're really really doing us all a service by staying inside. Yeah. Playing Breath of the Wild instead of... I don't know, like... Breathing wild things outside. Okay, I was like, what? Okay. Breathing on people? Dining? Yeah, don't do either of Um, those things either. Yeah, no. So... Anyways. Anyways. Some tips? Some, so, oh, you're talking about your journal. So, yeah, no. So I have just like a notepad and I love that notepad so much because I can just write the date on the top. Mm-hmm. So like on weekends, I don't like waste the paper or anything. Mm-hmm. It's not dated. So I just date nice. it myself. There's like lots of different areas and sections with it's, oh, it's so nice because then I can just, it's like literally just a notepad. So mm-hmm. you just rip the sheets off after you're done. It's tight. But 
I do have like my actual calendar as well. And I use the notepad to like sort of write down like what I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. for the day, Mm -hmm. like mentally and emotionally, which like then I compare that to my calendar where I track when my actual period is happening and not happening. And I sort of am able to be like, oh, okay. So on these days during this part of my cycle, I'm feeling this way. And I don't Mm -hmm. just do this for my period. Like this is just a general, like I try really hard to understand what my brain is feeling and why, because I have no idea ever. And like when people are like, hey, so what do you do when XYZ thing happens? I'm like, I lay down and I don't think about it. And then I start a podcast and pretend that I know more than I do. (laughs) So that, yeah, tip number one is knowing is helpful. Yeah. And part 1B is to keep track uh, in some way. And if that is just at the bare minimum, like if you just keep track of it in your head, if you're that type of person, which like I know those people exist. I know you're out there. You know, I'm sure grass is greener or whatever, but that does sound pretty tight. Uh, be able to remember when things happen. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, to be able to conceptualize time <laughs> ever, that's tight. That'd be tight. I would love that, please. I would like to have what you're having, please. Please, um, please. Yeah, so knowing, tracking, etc. Mm-hmm. Those are both really good things. Uh, for what it's worth, if you are an app person, I use Clue, which is free and super easy to use and it shows your cycle on like a circle so you can chart when your cycle is but also the symptoms you're having all month and then see the whole thing which is super helpful for me to be able to recognize the patterns so nice we're we're not getting paid by them or anyone no when i but when i did try using an app i used Mm -hmm. clue as well and it's very user friendly it's pretty intuitive for the most part um i just wanted to shout that one out oh yeah no for sure it's it's a good app and it is free that just didn't work for me personally so thank you for sharing that though our own styles yes thank you thank you thank you next thing is being prepared which is another thing that if you have adhd you know sometimes we're not the most prepared Mm -hmm. and part of that is too right like i know a lot of other people with adhd myself included when crisis strikes i'm at my best Mm -hmm. like i am Mm completely functional because that's all I have room to like there's all that's all there's room for right is Mm -hmm. just surviving and getting things so like my brain is like "Mm, okay hold on hold on let's turn everything off and let's just focus and do this thing and survive and that's great but it does mean that I don't plan ahead very well because I know that I'll just be like for the most part I'll just figure it out Mm -hmm. in real time Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that that's uh, not the most responsible way to live, and I'm working on it, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So being prepared is pretty important. So whether you use consumable period products like tampons or pads, make sure you have them at all times. Mm-hmm. Like one of the other tips that we give a lot on this podcast about storage mm-hmm. generally is if it's something that you need to know that it's there and you need to remember, you make the storage cute and you put it out in front of your f-ing face. Sorry. And you put it out in front of your face. So you just get a cute jar to put those tampons and pads in. Something like that is actually probably going to be fun and helpful. And also you get the special little moment of like going through your old used candles and like which jar would be best for the tampons and all that kind of stuff getting jars to put things in is its own dopamine hit really yes yeah i mean yes that's that's a very good tip and it's one that i 
should probably embrace more. I mean, like, we, we've all done the, the waddle down to the store with the hunk of toilet paper in our pants thing, but no one likes doing that. So. Yeah, that's fair. I think you're kind of off the hook most of the time because I'm always, like, on it because I've become a bit more habitual about, like, making sure that if I'm doing, like, a grocery store run or a Target run, I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, hold on. Do I need anything for my body. Do I need any sort of toiletries at all? And that usually includes me checking yeah. to see if we need, if like our apartment needs more tampons or pads. <laughs> I got you. It wasn't always this way though. The amount of times where I was like, can you have dad pick up some tampons on his way home from work? Yep. The amount of times where I had to go home in the middle of school day because my cramps were so bad and mm-hmm. I like had bled through everything even though I was using tampons and oh, it's just, oh, gosh. yeah, no, puberty was rough. I think one of my first periods, if not my first period, was like two and a half weeks long. It was awful. That is awful. Yeah. So I will say my body did not set me up to love the uterus. My body did not set me up to feel empowered by this nonsense. (laughs) Um, Kind of pulled the rug out from. I know. I know. It was pretty rough, but you know, survived. And then now I'm here. Still... Saving my ass, that's for sure. Yeah, I got I got you. So that would be my next tip is like store, if you use consumables, mm-hmm. store them in a cute place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then side note, I know that there's a lot of people who are like, you need to use organic cotton and nothing else. Like some of the other brands that don't have organic material, like don't use organic, mm-hmm. quote unquote organic materials have some uh, scented components and some other chemicals that aren't great for your pH mm-hmm. and ev- your pH balance and stuff in your hoo-ha. But, yeah. like, you just, whatever is the most accessible to you is the thing that's the most accessible to you. Yeah. And no amount of banning plastic straws yeah. and banning scented tampons is going to save the planet. Like, that's, it's okay. It's Don't. okay if you just use the tampax. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Don't let people tampon shame you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and especially when you look at, like, a lot of like relief efforts mm-hmm. when there's either environmental crises or impoverished areas or people who are part of the houseless population. There's a lot of people who are like, well, I have like all these extra pads and tampons that I could donate, but I don't want to do that because they're not good for people and like they're bad for the environment. And it's like, yeah, but people need to not bleed through their clothes. There are people who free bleed and they choose to do that. That's great. But if there's people who like just have no other option, anyway. Okay. Yeah, no, that's I, that's entirely. I correct. could go on a whole tangent on accessibility and sustainability in menstruation and menstrual products, but I will hold back, which I will say my next tip is actually pretty direct coming back to menstrual products. But again, this is just my own opinion. This is what has worked really well for me. Mm-hmm. And I know some other friends who also have ADHD who it's worked really well for them as well. Uh, This is probably the most concrete tip. Get a menstrual cup. Get a menstrual cup. If you are a person who has access to clean running water, get a menstrual cup. It is so, so nice because you just put the cup in. It's usually a silicone cup. They cost anywhere between like 20 and 40 bucks, depending on what brand or what kind. Uh, They have different sizes, but it's usually silicone and it's a little cup that just uh, suctions onto the sides of your vaginal canal and collects all of the blood and guts and whatever uterine lining stuff Mm -hmm. that comes out when you're on your period and then you take it out dump it in the toilet and clean it and put it back in here's the thing that sounds really gross to some people it is a very intimate thing in terms of like you have to really learn 
the best way to shove a silicone cup into your vagina, right? Like you have to learn how to do that. And that can be a little uncomfortable, but the benefits. Oh, team, the benefits. Because do you know how long these things last? You get a menstrual cup. Those things last like anywhere from one to three years. So you spend 20 to 40 bucks Mm -hmm. for like one to three years worth of periods. Mm -hmm. So not only are you saving money, but also you put that bad boy in in the morning. You don't need to change it out for another 12 hours or so. And so you don't even need to think about changing a tampon or a pad. You can go to the bathroom. You can like do everything you normally do and not even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then you can hop in the shower at the end of the day. That's what I do and clean it out in the shower. And it's like clean myself, clean the menstrual cup, clean everything down there around my hoo-ha, pop it back in, go to bed. And then I don't need to think about it till the morning. It's incredible. Like I, I really cannot, as someone who has a lot of executive dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? And like someone who has so often said on this podcast that I have a really hard time getting up to go pee. Mm -hmm. When I have a tampon or a pad, the willingness to go piss gets so much lower than it already was because you have to not only go get up, go to the bathroom and pee and do all that rigmarole, Mm -hmm. but you have to change everything. You have to get a new one. And if you like didn't time it out correctly, Mm -hmm. you know, like you just put the tampon in like maybe 30 minutes ago and then you're like... I gotta pee. I have to pee already. And I don't want to leave the tampon in while I pee. It's got a little string that soaks up moisture. So it sucks all that piss right up into the... That's not a good time. No, it's a really bad time. So you need to do that. But then it's like, oh my gosh, it's still kind of dry. So it hurts when you pull it out, but you can't leave it in. And sorry, I know we did say at the beginning, this is going to be about menstruation and no holds barred here, right? Like... No, that's that's so fair. That's just like, you painted a very vivid picture and I was experiencing it. Sorry. No, it's it's okay. Um, you did say that we were going to talk about menstruation. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But anyways, all that said, I recognize that a menstrual cup is not for everybody, but it is one of the most helpful things that I have come across in my admittedly short life thus far that has made having a period much less annoying and much less taxing than it used to be. So just like a real quick rundown, most of the things I found were like, make sure you store your consumable period products in an open place so that Mm -hmm. you see them and you see if you need more. And then, you know, they're easy to access if all of a sudden you sit down and you're like, well, oh, here we go. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just like being gentle with yourself when you can't do those things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's like my first and foremost and then what Jordan had also said is like just knowing Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's going to happen and knowing like why you're feeling particularly reactionary, why you're Mm -hmm. feeling particularly sensitive, why your body hurts, you know, like all these things are happening, right? And it's even just knowing that that's what's happening can be so helpful. And like Jordan said, knowing that other people are going through this as well is a lot of helpful stuff, right? And Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell people what to do or what not to do, but if there's anything that I've said that strikes a chord with you about menstrual cups or, you know, making sure that you have things around, making sure that you can track everything, like, if that resonates with you, awesome. If those tips don't, that's okay. Like, you have Google. It's free. But I guess my sort of to wrap it up point is like, you know, there are ways to make this process easier and there are ways to make this process less painful and then there's also not always ways to do that right so you just have to kind of work with your body work with your brain and see what works and what doesn't and then be really really gentle and kind to yourself when you run into something that doesn't work yeah that's all great i think base to figure your own path Mm -hmm. oh what 
Oh, also forgot about this one. If you can, or if you're someone who has hyperactive or combined type, and this is sort of your like MO, do try to move around a little bit. It can help with cramps. It can help with sort of that fogginess that can mm-hmm. come from meds not working the way they're supposed to and hormones kind of bringing you down. But like getting up, getting moving and doing some child's pose yoga, mm-hmm. like that child's pose just really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, talk to people about it. Yeah. I think that a big part of this issue is that, like, mental health is getting less and less stigmatized by the day, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But it is still stigmatized. Yeah, and especially neurodivergence, right? Like, it's pretty stigmatized and poorly represented, I should say. Don't, you know don't want to zag too much but uh, there are some films that have come out and i really hope that you don't see see it please don't go see it to our autistic friends and anyone in our audience who is autistic like you deserve better you deserve so much better and like i know y'all know that but also just like if you don't know what we're talking about just take a minute go look at twitter go look at films that have, have come out this year about autism and um maybe do some reading from actual like people who on are in the autistic spectrum, yeah. community and on the spectrum yes so that was a huge tangent there but to just want to kind of like pop that in there yeah, but that said mental illness or different disorders are stigmatized in different ways and adhd is one of those mm-hmm. so you know part of the reason we do this podcast in the first place is to talk about adhd and then menstruation is similar very stigmatized Mm -hmm. in our society. I I don't begrudge anybody who is triggered by blood or gore or periods and menstruation specifically. I I do not begrudge you that and I totally understand that this isn't everyone's cup of tea. But the cultural disgust with a very natural process for people with uteruses... And the lack of education. Yeah, that's not great. And so, you know, that's why we're talking about it. And so I would encourage you all to talk about it with other people in your life. Maybe just talk about it with people who also menstruate if that makes you comfiest. But like, I really would encourage you to be more open about this. I also recognize I have some pretty interesting opinions according to other people. But like, I think that there's a lot of stuff that we act like it's taboo or Mm. not okay to talk about. And I... I'm like, what kind of social construct? Like, it's just real dumb. It's just real stupid. Like, just talk about it. There's so much in this world that could be not solved, but helped. Yeah. Aided by just talking to one another. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're really grossed out by this episode and you don't have, like, an actual, like, trigger response to it and you're just grossed out by periods, don't have a uterus and have opinions about people with uteruses, (laughs) then, like, you can go. The door's right there. But uh, I probably shouldn't just be like, hey, if you're this type of listener, f*** off. But like, I feel like no uterus, no opinion is kind of a decent rule of thumb, though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because that's the thing is like there are people who have menstruated that don't have uteruses now. Like I know that's a broad spectrum. Right. But no. Yeah. I guess it's sort of like when it comes to menstruation, if you're not someone who menstruates and. Yeah. If you haven't experienced it and aren't affected by it, shut up. Yeah, and if you're, like, squigged out right now, like, sorry, but not sorry at all, because... This is what happens to my body every month. Yeah, I no. I live here. And you for sure know people who menstruate. Like, yep. you for sure do. So, jot that down. This, as per usual, has turned into me just, like, preaching about can different I, things, can so... Can I take a small rant for a second? Absolutely you can. Um, this is, this is I guess, less about the social stigma of periods and ADHD and more about Tumblr ads. But if we're, if we're looking at the spectrum of ADHD-friendly period products, okay. we have, like you mentioned, 
the menstrual cup if that's not your style, if you have like vaginismus or are uncomfortable with that mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. can't do silicone. I don't know. You have consumables of various types. I feel like actually probably free bleeding would be like the least effort most ADHD friendly in terms of you got to do laundry though oh good point no that's why I'm like I thought about recommending like period undies but Uh, a I've never tried them so I don't feel okay like recommending them to people and also b I've never tried them because I have to wash them that's such a good point like I never do excuse me you want me to do (laughs) what now you want me to remember to wash my clothes well that's where this comes in Uh uh-oh she's just the opposite side of the spectrum okay on the far, far opposite side of the spectrum, so far away, it should be a different spectrum. Okay. You have reusable pads. And here's the thing. If you use those and they work for you, that's great. A lot of people love that they're eco-friendly because you're not disposing of things. Uh, a lot of people find them to be more comfortable material. But I need Tumblr to stop putting an ad for them on my dash like once an hour. It's not going to happen, Tumblr. I don't do laundry. That's wild that you get those Tumblr ads and all I get is like pictures of Shamar Moore <laughs> and it's like celebrities you didn't know that have been dead for like 20 years and I'm like SSA Derek Morgan from Criminal Minds? <laughs> and then I frantically Google, is Shamar Moore dead? No, he's not dead. Just lies Just upon lies on so, so many lies, but yeah, that's the ad experience I usually encounter. Honestly though, I would prefer that. That's fair. Because he's not dead. It's not, not like dead. it. It's, it, it's a little bit of panic, though. That first bit of panic of like, oh, no. Oh, no, Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore! Yeah. Sorry about I'm, the levels there. I'm glad that he's okay. <laughs> Shamar Moore, hope you're doing all right. Yeah. Hope you're hanging in there okay. Sending you our love from uh, the Windy City. Take care. Don't die. I mean, I guess you, you will eventually, but, <laughs> you know, I know you probably can't control Tumblr ads about you specifically, but... Uh, you could sue if you wanted to. Yeah, they did say you were dead. That's true. That's slander. Defamation or something. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, sorry, I'm so. never going to use a reusable pad. Cool. You... Okay, so this is just your own personal beef with Tumblr then. Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. I was like, okay, And cool. they're like, Where's it's the... eco-friendly. You should do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. First of all, I'm not going to wash them. Second of all, even if I was going to wash them, I'm not going to carry a dirty pad around with me until I can get home to wash it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Stop putting those ads in front of my face. That's fair. Stop. Yeah. Okay, okay that's it. Cool. Cool, cool. I guess, okay, just to add my own little mini rant. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who think that we should give menstrual cups to everyone who menstruates and is a part of the houseless community. And I need y'all to know that, like, the intent and sentiment there is like, cool, yeah, let's make things sustainable and all that. But again, I will reiterate that pads and tampons and, you know, while we're at it, like plastic straws do not do nearly as much damage to the environment as you think they do. And we do not have that much individual control over that. And nothing that you individually do on that scale is really going to help anything at all. Because most of the pollution in this planet does not come from individuals. It comes from large corporations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think if we actually had any sway over that, emissions probably would have dropped more than like only 11% during coronavirus when no one was traveling yeah no i mean anyway this is not what our podcast (laughs) is about but for those of you who really adamantly believe that we should give every person who is houseless and uh menstruating a menstrual cup i just want you to sit and think about the fact that to have a menstrual cup not only do you need to have access to a bathroom not only do you need to have access to running water you need to have access to boiling water because that's how you sanitize the cup before and after each cycle so stop making people feel bad for using tampons and pads 
That's the whole moral of the story here. Stop making people feel bad for using consumable period products. Stop it. I mean, if you want to give houseless people a house. Oh, yeah. If you want to give people a bathroom and running water, they can boil as well. That's great. Yeah, hey, at the U.S. government, there are other governments on this planet that have done this. And guess what? It's, surprise, helpful. (laughs) It reduces harm. It reduces death. It reduces disease. It reduces crime. It reduces all of these other things that people claim to have a lot of issues with. Mm -hmm. So I might just, you know, pepper in the fact that if people have guaranteed universal basic human rights, including a place to be sheltered from the elements Mm -hmm. it's almost like their lives are a little bit better it's almost like everyone's lives are a little bit better when we're all safe and okay like in a society yeah and i'm not saying that in a anti-capitalist society everyone is magically going to be okay and that Mm -hmm. like neurodivergence and mental illness and disorders aren't going to exist and Mm -hmm. aren't going to like just magically be perfect that's not what i'm saying but like there are some problems that we could very easily solve yeah it's kind of about picking your battles here and um, we have chosen all of the wrong battles yeah. as a country. Yeah. At least our leaders have. Yeah. So that would just be my thing is like, please, please don't be shitty to people who can't do XYZ type of menstrual products. Yeah. Uh, like, I know I suggested a menstrual cup, but like, that's only if you, like, if you're a regular tampon user, mm-hmm. I would say a menstrual cup could be a, a yeah. potential option for you yeah. in terms of like what you're comfortable with. Yeah. It's also okay if you can't. I will say just. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm like, saying is like, yeah. Like, you don't use a menstrual I cup. I don't. And that's totally fine. And I don't spend my days just being like, Jordan, when the f are you going to use a menstrual yeah. cup? Like, I yeah. don't. No. And I, do, I don't experience that from you. I just mm-hmm. wanted to say it so that if so anyone that, else yes. was in the same yeah. boat listening, it'd be like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. I think my main my thing is that's my big hot tip because mm-hmm. that's how I experience things. Yeah. And then also because it takes a lot of steps out. And I know for me, that's a huge issue. So if that's mm-hmm. an issue for you, it might be something to consider. Mm-hmm. Be my, there there's my thesis statement. And also just, just don't be shitty to people. Anyways, do you want to yeah. maybe talk about some things that give us dopamine? Yeah, let's do that. Because I'm definitely like, <laughs> I'm getting heated. Let's, I'm getting fired let's up. Let's turn this car around once again. Uh, what is your dopamine trampoline this week? Uh, dancing. Dancing? Just dancing. Well, shit, don't tell the foot guy from Footloose. See, he, he's dancing. He's dancing in a factory. So, I grew up dancing. I think I mentioned that on our last episode, actually. <clears throat> you should check that out, by the way. Our uh, last episode was a collab with Sarah and Kayla from Sounds Fake But Okay. Just a little plug there. Their podcast is great. It was a very fun time. So fun. Fun time. So fun. It was the extroverted BFFs dragging the introverted <laughs> BFFs into a circle of hell. <laughs> and everyone came out okay and hopefully had a good time. We had a good time. We had a good time. But we were, you know, the people doing the dragging. So, anyways, I did talk about this a little bit last week, and that's yeah. what made me think, oh, maybe I should actually talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do tell. Yeah, I grew up dancing competitively. I did ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, all those things. And then also, I did competitive hip-hop. Nice. Which, you know, a young white girl from rural Michigan competing in a type of dance that culturally was created and spread by black people. Um, Say what you will. It was the early 2000s. And I had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and learned a lot of cool things that my body is capable of. Mm -hmm. But I do recognize there are some things about that that are iffy, at the very least. Mm -hmm. 
we don't need to unpack all of that. I uh, just want to like pepper that in that I, I did do that. Um, but I also did all of the other stuff too. Um, I never did like the fancy point ballet because I also rode horses and did theater and lots of other sports and activities. So I didn't have the time to commit my entire life to dance. Yeah. Um, which is probably for the best because my feet are all sorts of messed up as yeah. is. Yeah. And will break you. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what my joints and bones would be like if I had done point. So I grew up dancing though and then competed so I wasn't like bad at dancing. I did win things hey, for go. dancing. Uh so that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh and then, you know, in college there wasn't a dance team or anything, so then I did cheer mm-hmm. and that was cool. That was tight. But mainly the reason I'm talking about this is because dance is kind of just like a a thing that I do. Yeah. To feel better sometimes. And I, I know that sounds cliche. Like people are like, hey, have you tried putting on some loud music and dancing around your apartment? That might help you feel better. And like, I know that's not how it works for some people. And that's not always how it works for me. But I will say, uh, very seldom have I heard ABBA in the other room and not wanted to get up and, you know, groove a little. <laughs> not only is it something that I focused a lot of time and energy on as a kid and growing up, but it's also something that still currently gives me that instant dopamine hit of yeah. like combo physical activity and creative mm-hmm. sort of artistic component that dance brings to athletics you know like mm-hmm. that combo just really feeds my brain so i wanted to talk about that i mean i feel like dancing is pretty universal right like yeah a lot of people like dancing a lot of people have fun dancing there are a lot of people who don't and that's totally cool my partner is one of those people who dancing is just not their strong point and not something that they like to do and that's okay but dance is something that helps me keep connected to my body mm-hmm. you know Like something that I do every day on my lunch break is uh, I'll do all of my old sort of dance stretches. I cannot do the splits anymore, but I am able to still do the stretches that will hopefully help me get back into that. But it's just it's something that it's important to me on a spiritual and emotional level. And it's also really good for me Mm -hmm. on a physical and brain chemical level. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted to mention it. It's not anything super in depth. Like I didn't bring a history lesson on dance because like there's so much there's so much there's so much and also like because i I know that there's a lot of people who can't dance and that's so i don't want to you know alienate people who are not able to dance um or who don't want to dance but it's just it's something that gives me dopamine and i know it's kind of a or it's it's a thing that a lot of people connect over and connect on and it's Mm -hmm. a, a thing that really brings a lot of cultures together too right so there's just a lot of different aspects of dance that i just love um and then today you know i'm sitting in my office and listening to music and then boss bitch comes on and i'm like (laughs) All right, well, here we are. Here we are. I can't not dance to that Exactly, exactly. So I just kind of like just bopping in my chair a little bit and like... Even a little bit. Yeah, just a little little bit of a groove. And (laughs) even just like the act of sitting down, stretching out my legs and like pointing my toes... And, like, feeling my, literally, like, through my my limbs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's really important for me to feel grounded. Yeah. Like, I think with ADHD especially, but also, like, 
generally. It keeps me really grounded. So I thought I'd just kind of talk about dance because I don't talk about it a lot on this podcast, but it's a pretty big part of my life and a pretty big part of my upbringing. And I realized that I hadn't really focused on it much as like a, you know, something that not only gives me dopamine, but also like helps me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So... Now, I know that you mentioned ABBA and a couple other songs. Mm, yeah. Do you have, like, a favorite song to dance to? Mm, like to the, dance to? Yeah, like a go-to, this is the song I'm going to put on to shake it. Um, Give yeah. me your dopamine trampoline. Okay. And we'll come back to this, okay. and I would like to also hear yours. Uh, Maybe this can be our outro question. We don't normally prepare for it. <laughs> we don't. It's very... But it's a... Spur of the moment, usually, but, but sure. But it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. I would argue, and I feel like you... You deserve the time to pick an important answer. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. But also you do, as well. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Well, I am going to talk about my dopamine trampoline first. Yes. Sorry. I opened my phone to look at Spotify, and then I was, like, completely distracted by Discord. Yeah, it happens. This is a a podcast about ADHD. Yup. Uh, anyways, my dopamine trampoline this week is a show that I started watching on Netflix that some of you might have heard of. I feel like I heard some people talking about how it's really good, but honestly, not enough because it is so good. It's incredibly good storytelling. It's fantastic cinema cinematography for a television show. I hate you so um, much. I hate you with my whole heart. No, you do, babe. Uh, the acting is phenomenal the storytelling it's so exciting i'm so delighted i feel like sometimes it's hard to find a show Mm -hmm. where you like don't know what's gonna happen yeah but it's fun to watch because like there's shows where you know what's gonna happen and then i feel like there's also shows where you don't know what's gonna happen but that's just bad writing (laughs) yeah yeah i would say like yeah yeah no just because it's unpredictable doesn't mean it's good (laughs) yeah no but this show and oftentimes it's the opposite yeah so yeah but this show Mm -hmm. is Yes. Both. It is unpredictable. It is delightful. It is well-crafted. And it is the Netflix series Lupin. It is a French TV show, hence the accent. L-U-P-I-N. That's um, Lupin for the Americans in our audience. Excuse the twang. I (laughs) did not mean the point across. I did not mean to be offensive, but in my defense, I do actually have a bit of a twang in my voice. You do. That Midwestern accent just kind of popped out sometimes. I guess I I don't mean to, but it happens. No, it's it's all good. But anyways, so it's a French TV show. It's on Netflix. It is about uh i don't want i don't want to spoil too much of it but the main character is a gentleman spy it's based on french book series called arsene lupin which is about a, a gentleman spy who gets into all of these arsene lupin Firewolf. arsene is a name oh okay but arsene wolf would also be a very good book series or okay. tv series and i would I'm absolutely sorry. watch it i'm sorry for trying to understand french no <laughs> it's French doesn't want to be understood. That's not your fault. Oh, um, oh yeah. But no, but I, I like your idea, though. I feel like arson wolf is... It's a wolf that just <laughs> that commits, commits, some, commits some crimes, some fire crimes. That, I'd watch, I would also very much watch that. Nice. I, I want to make sure that you know yes. that. But, but do tell me about this one, though. Yes. You know, he's this very suave sort of gentleman burglar who gets into all of these situations that you think he won't be able to get out of. Kind of reminds me of Scarlet Pimpernel-esque, mm. like the sort of dandy by day, chaotic good or neutral good 
burglar at night. You know, he's not like burgling poor people and being a dick. Right. But they they turned it into a modern day television show. The character of Arsène Lupin is updated uh, to be this incredibly smart, incredibly so interesting. He's like I said, I'm delighted. I can't even say this is a very interesting dopamine trampoline because you're like trying so hard not to spoil things, and I appreciate I that because I want to watch it. But it is quite funny to watch Jordan sort of struggle to say anything without just being like it's a good show watch it i like it, it gives me dopamine but that's yeah, kind of it that is kind of it but i um, you know but i, I also get it. don't want to spoil it because all of you should go watch it right now the cast is really good omar c is in it and he's wonderful and i'm forgetting the other actors names but they're also good yeah yeah i loved the scarlet pimpernel i really enjoy that genre that's gonna be another dopamine trampoline at some point oh yeah it's on the list it like is. literally it's it on, it's on the list it is absolutely <laughs> on the list there is a list and it is on it but if you're into that genre it's suspenseful without triggering my secondhand anxiety which is great mm, mm-hmm <laughs> and hard to come by Ooh, um fair. and it's i always hate to describe things as clever because i feel like that can be taken as like clever instead of actually doing the work like we're gonna find a fun little way to trick you um but this show's like clever in a good way it's clever in the way that the the cinematography and the cuts add to the story in a way that's not spoken it's clever in the way that he gets in and out of things um, yeah the character's backstory really makes you like feel for him and it's, it's a very cool update and it's taking into account a lot of I'm, again i'm trying not to spoil it but it takes into account kind of a lot of modern issues and a lot of modern social dynamics yeah Um, it plays those to a nuanced benefit cool and i'm gonna shut up now because if i say anything else i will spoil it uh but go watch lupin on netflix it's very good (laughs) thank you thank you i love the sort of like no information only vibes (laughs) that we've given for both of our dts this week like just you know sometimes you know that's it's just the energy. That's it. It's just the vibes. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. I will I will watch it. Let me know what you think. Uh not probably after this because yes. I do have Dungeons and Dragons I'm tonight. Go play Dinda. Dinda. But if you watch it or if anyone else who is uh in the audience is watching it, let me know what you think. Although I'm only on like episode 2 as of the 23rd, so please don't spoil it. I worked really hard not to spoil it. Please don't spoil it. <laughs> Yeah, if you spoil it for Jordan, I'll come to your house and beat the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. That's a joke. It's a joke. For legal purposes, this is a joke. Just jokes. Just jokes. Just goofs. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in for yet another or learn parkour. Yeah. I sort of took Jordan's uh, job there, I think, That's and just okay. sort of like... Do we want to switch it this episode? Yeah, I mean, why not? Let's okay. let's switch it up. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning into Or Learn Parkour, a podcast from Wholehearted Production Company. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, and most other places cool people listen to podcasts. Yeah, special thanks to Crecia Perito for our cover art design. You can find her at Petalhop. That is spelled P-E-T-A-L-H-O-P. Uh, she's on Instagram, Etsy, and Twitter. Thank Thanks to Tom Rosenthal for our theme song. It is called There is a Dark Place and it is off of the album Keep a Private Room Behind the Shop. Yeah, and you can follow us on social media. We've got a Twitter. It's called at, we've got a Twitter at or learn parkour. And we've got an Instagram at we are WPC. And then we also have websites. We are WPC.com. 
You can find the links to those, to Kreja, to our sources and some resources and lots of other fun things in the description of this episode. Yeah, and if you enjoyed your time here, or at least, like, tolerated it enough to do it again, (laughs) don't forget to like, subscribe, etc. You know, click those buttons to keep coming back every other week with us. Smash that MFN reblog. Okay. Please subscribe to us. <laughs> please please ignore what Jordan just said, and please please do subscribe to us. <laughs> uh, you can also support the show by sharing it with a friend. We are broke, and we don't pay for ads or anything like that. So All word of mouth, baby. Yes. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or Good Pods, I think. So you have a couple options to yeah. leave reviews. The places that let you leave reviews about podcasts, please do that. Yes. Preferably nice ones. <laughs> Although all publicity is good publicity. I don't know if that's true, but... Please? You can. If please you don't like. say anything mean about us. Please. I will cry, but you still can if you want to. I know I said I would come beat the shit out of you, but that really was just a joke. I would cry if you said mean things about us. You can do both. Beat people up and cry? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I contain multitudes or whatever, but, like, I'm just saying I'm not going to beat up our audience. <laughs> That's wild. It was canonically a joke. (laughs) In the canon of the podcast, it was a joke. What would also be cool of you if you are able and so moved is supporting us on Ko-Fi. If you want, uh, there's a link to that in our link tree on our Twitter and on our Instagram. Yeah, we have a link tree on Twitter and Instagram. For those of you who don't speak musical theater... I'm surprised you made it this far, but uh, yes. So did you find a song to pin down your favorite, the number one dance song? So here's the thing. No. Okay. I cannot pick a number one dance song. That's impossible. That's fair. I quickly realized. But I did, just to see, I did check out the first ever playlist that I made on my Spotify Uh way, way back in like 2012. Yeah. 2011, 2012, somewhere Uh in there. My first year of college. Okay. So I I did pull up my oldest playlist, Mm -hmm. which, so it was originally called Do Your Homework, Idiot. Because I listen to hip hop and rap a lot when studying things. Mm-hmm. So like not hardly anymore because I'm not in school, thank God. But when I was, that was a big thing that I did. So I do have this playlist that has like some of my fave jams on it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have to say from this old, old playlist, and I know that there will probably be opinions about this on some level, but one song that without fail has always made me go absolutely bonkers is <laughs> so much so that i've seen this artist in concert much to my shame and chagrin but <laughs> no interruption by hoodie allen <laughs> will just always 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 at least bring a smile to my face but also i don't think i've ever heard or like seen that song performed or anything and not been able to like groove a little <laughs> a much more modern answer and by that i mean like something that i listen to like today mm-hmm. while working is break your neck by busta rhymes it's always a classic for me i know we all have some feelings about justin timberlake and i i feel some feelings about justin yep. timberlake as well but let the groove get in the groove does get in mm-hmm. i'm not going to keep listing these because i will 
will never stop. Oh, Steal My Girl, One Direction, mm-hmm. bit of a more slow ballad, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. I can't not just like get really into it, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna stop now. Do you have That's one? Okay. I do. This is kind of a throwback song. It's a classic. This was like my go-to jam for like dancing with my dad. In our house, because we had a massive sound system that my parents still have in these huge floor speakers, which they still have. Um, Amazing. And I, fun fact, have a dent in my forehead from running into one of those speakers at my parents' wedding. Yeah. Um, But after that, we uh, liked to have family dance parties. And I think, like, the number one best family dance party song was Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Wake. That's really sweet. Also, I was trying to look at my, like, made-for-me Spotify playlists and pick out the dancey songs, but they're all sad, so. That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. Oh, boy. So, yeah. I'm Jordan. I'm Lex. And this has been Or Learn Parkour. See you in two weeks. Have you ever heard No Interruption by Eddie Allen? I'm absolutely positive you've played it for me before. But do you remember? Do you remember what the lyrics are? I might have walked it out. Mm, okay. Do you want me to sing it to you? I'm going to sing it to you. I didn't think I had a choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, All-American. <laughs> first team, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, if you want us to give it to you, no interruption. I'm sorry, that can't happen. It's every two weeks. But yeah, we